Welcome to Speak Sex. I am your host, Evie Eurydice, uh, and uh, today I'm excited to uh, bring back one of our earliest guests in one of our first like dozen or so episodes, Michelle Alva. Um, and she's going to introduce us to ma- self-marriage, the the ceremony as well as the the kind of embodiment of self-love through marrying oneself and making a commitment to be nicer, kinder, and more loving and more selfless toward oneself, right? So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much, Eve. Michelle um, is the founder of the Michelle Alva Method, and she has spent like 27, 23 years, something studying and practicing different healing and wellness modalities that unite uh, ancient healing and scientific practices to to find like effective and easy and quick ways of uh, reprogramming, you know, basically <laughs> reprogramming us away from our subconscious uh, beliefs and learnings that we didn't choose, that our parents didn't choose when they passed them on to us, and, you know, reprogramming our, our uh, neurolinguistic templates in, in ways that uh, involve interdependence instead of codependency. And uh, so marrying oneself is a, is a symbolic first step in that journey of, of uh, self-love, self-acceptance, self-actualization in that way, and kind of like uh, also through that, accepting the world, you know, accepting each other less conditionally, right? More unconditionally. Um, so that's, that's, that's pretty much, you know, my, um, my introduction. I'm a firm believer in love as unconditional or selfless. I think that the word love is thrown about very, you know, freely in our society and our culture all the time. Um, so to me, you know, the, the love that I know is real and true, at least when, when I feel it, is, is the love that I, where I put the beloved before myself, where, where, I, where I put the interests of the unit or the interest of the one I love before my own. And then I know that's, that's true love when I don't have like expectations, when I don't have like, um, you know, a specific scenario that I, you know, that I expect them to, to stick to and abide by. So that, 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 that kind of like rewriting of our expectations from our partners, um, you know, is easier said than done. Right, because like in yeah. in the moment we can get unconscious, and you know need to kind of like bounce back. So I think that what M- Michelle is saying, the way she explained it to me before the episode, um, mm-hmm. is you know by by making this commitment to ourselves, we have a reminder. Let's say a ritual. Right, a ritual, and then you know, a, a, a reminder that that's the commitment we made to be conscious. Yeah. So, take it over, Michelle. Yes, well, I would love to thank you so much for having me today, and thank you for seeing that this is something worthy of speaking about. Because honestly, I am 47 now, and it's taken me my whole life to see how important it is in my own life to really commit make a commitment to loving myself unconditionally and how accepting myself exactly as I am, being kind and nurturing and prioritizing my own self-care in my own life is such a benefit to everyone else, including my daughter, my mother, my friendships, my, my clients. And yet it's not something that a lot of people go around promoting and if you do, I think people think you're selfish, you know? So sometimes people are like, what? You're going to marry yourself? Okay. And so imagine if that's something we did in school or in our 
in our home. Oh I don't know. God, just yeah. At what age does a woman, a girl, a teenager, when would you do that? Right. And so I was very dependent on others for getting love. And I thought love was something that I get from people. And so I know what it's like to live from an ego-based love where it's about manipulation. It's about acting as if you think someone will want you to be like that. And so today I feel so much more lighter and just freer in my body where I can just exude the energy of love and allow my soul to shine through and my authentic self. And whoever wants to be a part of that, awesome. And I'm no longer looking to see, you know, is someone going to like me or it's a different love where it's from the inside out and it feels more I'm just fulfilled being as opposed to I, I'm I'm watching myself to be doing so that I can be loved. And this has health benefits, too, because, I mean, I feel great. And <laughs> I think 10 years ago, I felt older and more tense and weighed down. And because I'm insourcing now my love rather than getting it from others, I, I feel more energized. I feel more inspired, more creative, more compassionate and loving. And I think I'm just more fun and overall to be with myself <laughs> than before. And there was a lot of drama and trauma and heaviness in my past. And so it's been about realizing how we can really live freer in our bodies, lighter life. And it's just a different way of living where I was actually very addicted to drama and suffering and I thought I had to. And, and especially if anybody watches the news, there's a constant replay of pain and suffering and drama. And I recognize today that I think I'm a part of a movement in the world of heaven is on earth. We are love. And so it's not something we're getting from people. And so if anybody out there is in a relationship with someone and you want to change your partner, you don't like certain things that your husband does or your wife, uh, that is not love. I'm just letting everybody know you think you're in love, but that is not love. Love is I love you exactly as you are. And, you know, I'm going to share certain things that I'm not really that excited about that you do. But I'm so grateful that you're in my life. And whether you shift that or not, I, I love you just as much. And my love is not dependent on how you act or what you say or do. My love for you is condition is consistent. And so I was with someone for 20 years of my life, my ex-husband, and I thought I was loving him, but I was loving him in a very toxic, codependent, abusive, emotionally way where I would judge him, criticize him, analyze him, and not respect him. And so that was the way I was treating myself. My self-relationship was not very healthy. And I thought it was. I, I actually was very much unaware of how I was treating him the way that I treat myself. I didn't know these theories and philosophies back then. And so I would point the finger and nag my, my ex-husband and focus on him. And so today my focus is on my owning my own, commanding my own energy, reflecting on my feelings and what arises in me and being responsible for this. And this is all I can be is responsible for my feelings, my thoughts, my actions, owning my sovereignty and really deciding from within me, my inner wisdom connection, soul connection, heart connection, how I wish to be. And then, of course, if I ever lash out or say something to someone I mean I own it you know it's my it's coming from inside me so people are not making me something I am in control of this and this is all I can well you know to the best of my ability I realize how much relationships are just projections of how we feel about ourselves and so I've had to do a lot of forgiving myself and releasing this emotional pain that I think I was holding for so long as a child, you know, childhood traumas. And so we learn from our parents, our primary caregivers, how to love based on how we are treated. And so a lot of children are treated conditionally, you know, be a good girl. 
be quiet, don't be too loud, or else I'm not going to be nice to you. I mean, people don't say that, but our parents treat us in ways that sometimes oh, is very oh, yeah. conditional. Oh, yeah, they said it. I mean, in my case, you know, they said it, they, you know, they hit me. My mom would hit me on the head, like, literally numerous times a day. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> I was, you know, I wasn't like a lady. I was just not, you know, or I was always reading, not participating to whatever she was trying to tell me to do around the house or do with her or for her. And so she took that as, um, I guess, disobedience, you know, disrespect. And there, there was not even a concept, you know, in that generation that they might like respect the child for who the child is born exactly. to be. You know, it's like, you gotta be like us, you know, and yeah. how are you gonna, whatever, get married? <laughs> And find a man if you like don't know how to cook and you don't uh, make your bed and you don't do housework or. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, amazing how much you know. this work that we both do is people suffering from childhood. Yet we don't really study that in grade school. Nobody talks to you about no. how was your childhood. Right. You know, in high school, let's just say yeah. where we're already acting out in high school how we were treated birth to seven years old, and so. I, I mean, I work with people every day and I'm sure you can say the same thing that they're 50 years old, 60 years old, and they're still holding on to the past. And so that's why when you say this rapid healing approach, I also learned that we're energy mostly from different courses I've taken and energy healing. And so it's actually really easy for us innately to process the traumas in our body tissues it's just that our mind, we, we have a hard time, I think, collectively to quiet the mind and focus the mind on just being the observer. And so, yes, we can transmute and transfigurate the energies that are stuck in our bodies of pain and, you know, they can just release off of us. And this is what I get really excited about because when we love more, our healing system is so much more effective. And I mean, it's not just how we think, but it's also our bodies. And so a big part of the work that I do is about people opening up their bodies and people learning how to breathe and expand their chest, their heart. And so this marrying yourself is really about the ritual of creating vows, commitment to yourself. And so I was wishy-washy with myself. I was not committed. I was more, people would say like, you're are you here? You know, and my, my teenage daughter, she's so wise. She'd be like, mommy, you're flaky. You know, you tell me one thing and then you change your mind. And it's funny because I'm a cancer. That's my astrology. And someone told me that, that, oh yeah, you're like water and water shifts and directions super fast. And so, but I don't want to blame it on my cancerian. You know, I would like to hold myself accountable and be responsible. Right. And, and our children really benefit from us being consistent. I, I noticed this. I learned this the hard way. And so I had to listen to that. That's hurting my daughter's feelings for me to change my mind and for me not to, not to hold the commitment that I made with her. And so today I have made that a priority that whatever it is that I say I'm going to do to my best of my abilities, I really see how important it is because I don't want her 30 years from now being to therapy or 20 years from now because I was flaky and not consistent. So I think that was a part of my wanting to marry myself was not just motivated from myself, but because I wish to be a better mother and I really want to impact my daughter in a positive way. And I love her, you know, so actually the yeah. motivation I think came more from that yeah. <laughs> from loving myself. Yeah. Well, that's how, you know, that's how beneficial like selfless love is. And I feel that, you know, th those of us who are mothers have experienced that, you know, naturally, like hormonally, you know, through the love we feel for our children, our, our daughters, our sons. And so that's really kind of like a model of the love that we're talking about in general, where mm. we will change ourselves in order to save them, like the hurt and the pain that we went through. Um, I mean, I know that, you know, I, I've, I never lied to my daughter, for example, and it was really hard, you know, it was really hard when she came home uh, super young in, I don't know, second grade. And she's like, is Santa Claus real? And I'm like, baby, I've never lied to you. You want the truth. 
and she said, yeah, 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 tell me the truth. And I'm like, well, no, it's, it's not real. There's no, you know, it's made up. You know, I bite the cookie. I, you know, I drink the milk. <laughs> um, and she, you know, like I watched her process it for quite a while. And then, you know, she went upstairs, thought about it, came down and she said, okay, I believe you, but we're going to ignore that we had this conversation and just celebrate Christmas as if he's real. Wow. Okay. Wow. And I said, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, That's amazing. You know, they're capable of more than one. It's like, you know, we can make they're adaptable normal yeah no we can make them normal you know because our worry like we lie to our kids because we don't want them to be like outliers right or like you know unaccepted in society because like whatever their morals or their values are different from the norm so sometimes we lie to them just not that we believe what we say but we want them to be accepted you know um, mm -hmm. But they can do more than one. You know, they understand that we have multiple selves and multiple roles in the world, that yeah. we're not just mm -hmm. one thing, you know. Like, they know they're not the same with their friends as they are with us, right? They know that they have different ways of being. So they mm -hmm. can understand and keep information, like double, triple information about the same thing in their heads simultaneously without necessarily feeling that like everything has to be in opposition, you know, like mm -hmm. black and white, you know, this kind of like antithesis, you know, it's either or, which is where we get in trouble, you know, by these like, um, you know, extremely like solid definitions that we're trying to... About have. everything as being the supreme truth. And right. so it's when funny I, because... When like nothing is because... Yeah. And well, that's, my daughter, and that's, funny enough, like yeah. I, I feel like I want to share with my yeah, daughter. She ahead. would ask me, mommy, is Santa Claus real? And then I said to her, do you believe in Santa Claus? Like, do you believe he's real? And she would say yes. And then I would tell her, well, I do too. And I said to her, and some people don't. And, you know, like I, I had her, we, we went actually to Shabbat and I was singing for a Jewish orchestra with a Jewish orchestra, which I'm not even Jewish, but I was singing with them after my divorce and they don't believe in Santa Claus. And so they don't receive the Christmas and all that stuff. And they do different rituals. And so I said to her, if you believe, then you will receive. <laughs> and so she believed and she received every Christmas, you know, getting the gifts and, then to this day, you know, I just keep telling her, if you believe, then you will receive, you know, about Santa Claus and the, and the gifts at Christmas time. And so I think just two years ago, maybe when she was 12 or 11, we had like a conversation where she goes, Mommy, I have a feeling that you are Santa Claus. <laughs> so it was really cute because I never said no. And I never yeah. said yes. Yeah, you, it's, you it's made it her choice. Yeah, where, yeah. Which I and, think, again, you know, that's beautiful because, like, be the other little girl belief is a choice. She's Jewish. Instead you know? of, like, this is the only, you know, the truth. Instead of that, you told her, like, you can choose, and what you choose to believe in is your truth. But that kind of, it does imply that you can make another choice. That's different from, like, yeah, that's the way of the world. And, you know, that's what my parents told me, and that's what is right so your way yeah. is inclusive you know and and that's i think that that's exactly it makes sense it's like also you know i, I feel that every movement like all the masters and you know every faith basically started more or less um well not every faith every organized religion but every faith you know started more or less with what you know you were saying which is an, a, an acceptance of each other and an acceptance of life as it is you know and of love just the, you know, like the hack, you know, the solution is loving everybody the way they are and not accepting them, change them. Yeah. This is, this is where um, I struggle with relationships. And, and yet, you know? you know, what happens is when we get organized in religion mm -hmm. or other ways, then the only way to kind of like control, to stay in an organized, you know, hierarchical structure is to make like these rules that are not the true teaching that undo the teaching, you know? So like, for mm -hmm. example, everybody who doesn't believe what we believe is a heretic or, you know, blaspheme right. should be like, uh, you know, hanged or burned on the stake or whatever, <laughs> you know, all, all those extremes, you know, wars. So it, it's because of this like manic need to be programmable that I feel like the overall society has in its, you know, quest for like, you know, control of 
of everyone. Right? And that's where if we really loved ourselves, we would realize that we are love and that we are all all connected in one. Yeah. And so the more when I say we love ourselves, I really mean yeah. our heart is open. I mean that we realize that we are one and all of us are the unity consciousness. When I talk about self-love, I really mean one love. You know, it's, it's like we were saying, selfless love, unity, that my, what I do and say affects you and it affects everyone. And so today I, so I don't hate anyone. I really don't hate anyone. I have no, I, I, I really see today how all the criminals had really crappy childhoods. You know, I wish we could do like a, a, a playback of all these people that are right now in the media that everybody's bashing because they they did yeah. horrific things. But what was their childhood? You know, how were they raised? Because that is really what we are is the product of our past. But then we can decide to create something new. And that's what the work I do is all about. It's not just about releasing and processing chronic pain and releasing the traumas, but it's about, okay, now we've processed and what are we going to create now? And this is a big part of what I've done in my own life where I live right on the beach now, like literally I walk down and there's the ocean yeah, me too. and my life is so magical yeah. now, especially that yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay. Sometimes I reach that upper limit of success. You know, they talk about the upper limit and I, I was just like, it, am I worthy of all this? Do I deserve all, you know, like I go into this mental state where is this going to last? Like I, I have these little bouts of, and so I'm working through that right now because I've definitely upgraded my life, like expanded in many different ways of love and the abundance flow. And so it's new for me, this new level. And so I feel at times I have to just quiet and observe and notice these feelings, cry, you know, <laughs> yell or, and yeah. see how I, I tend to make these thoughts of, you know, you don't, you don't deserve that or it's not going to last. Yeah, you know? exactly. These thoughts that come into yeah. me that is the ego. And I, I realize I, I feel I'm really being challenged and strengthened to, to bring a different way of seeing the world where we pretty much can create an amazing transition in this time. And if we can continue to pray, meditate, go out in nature, lean back and breathe and expand and commit right. and, to and, and, and not, loving. And, and, right, exactly. And not whatever be, arises. Right. Not be quick to like call somebody else the enemy. Right. That's the big thing yeah we're all one like stop ourselves when we want to you know come from a place of like judgment or hate which is so natural you know but just like take a deep breath you know like count it down out (laughs) yeah i do a lot of that throughout the day and i touch my chest a lot yeah and so yeah and so i would love to share the heart for sure you know tapping the heart or tapping the head and then the heart you know it's kind of a way to slow down that learned reactivity so we can you know be in touch with who we want to be yeah and so most of my life what i wanted to get back to was what what uh, why i decided to marry myself um that i was in a lot of codependent attracting unavailable men because I was very unavailable emotionally inside, but I didn't want to point the finger at myself. I wanted to blame all the men, but I started to realize, wait a minute, there's a pattern here, a common denominator. It's me. And so I realized, wow, I I want to go back to the drawing board and revisit what's going on here of the past and, and clear away whatever unavailability I was creating in myself and really make myself a priority. And so last year around July, I I went on a little three day retreat with myself. And one of the things that came up, I bought myself a ring and it says love. This is the ring that I, that I bought. And I looked in the mirror and I did some mirror work and I was telling myself, you're worthy. You know, you are a goddess. I'm sorry that I have allowed myself to be less than and tolerate less than awesomeness in my life in many different areas, worthiness, you know, holding on to judgment about myself. So I sort of told myself all these things in the mirror 
and I just cried. And then I said, I'm, I'm committing to you. You are the most important in my life. And I'm sorry that I put everybody else in front of you. And it was just another level of declaration, declaring to myself. I vowed to myself, I will, I will never forget you in my life. You're always going to be number one. And then my daughter, you know. And then I just really had a catharsis meltdown in front of the mirror in this bathroom, you know, and, and I just told myself, like, I vow and I, I said my vows. And the amazing thing is that then I took myself out to dinner and bought myself lobster. <laughs> so cute. The ultimate meal. And um, and I and I was just glowing. I felt like I was in a honeymoon with myself, you know, and um, and then three days I, later. I love it. I love it. You know, I think that even, you know, like for women, like even going out and eating alone and like ordering lobster alone <laughs> is not minor. You know, we we think it's, it's cute, but like, you know, it takes kind of teaching yourself, you know, to to do all this stuff alone. Uh, and I feel that, you know, speaking also like suicidal prevention, you know, kind of like committing to loving ourselves is a way to, to prevent not just, you know, suicidal thoughts or feelings, but also like abusive relationships, um, you know, toxic partners, uh, you know, narcissists who we are, you know, perhaps refusing to, to you know, to kind of like see and face because we're, we're so dependent on their approval and we are afraid that we can totally su me. survive without them or, you know, or lots of kind of roles in life that are just roles. It's, it's important to be know, grateful. And like hats that we wear, but we, we think that like our importance and our value comes from that. You know, like, oh my God. I totally thought if that. If I lose my job, like uh, who will I be in the world or mm -hmm. something. Oh my right? gosh, Yeah. yeah. It's it's something that now today, like I I say that was me, and I feel clear in my body. I, I have no shame about it because it has caused me to be this person that I know today. And so I see the perfection in the chaos. And even though right now in the world, I hope that everybody can be inspired from what I say. That even though you might think that the government you know, all the crime, the sex trafficking, the pedophilia, all these topics that you turn on the TV and it's a choice of three main yeah. horrific things yeah. that are happening in yeah. the world yeah. that I truly believe. Like when I watch all this misuse of power, the sex trafficking, the pedophilia, the government, it, there's like a common denominator of misuse of sexual energy. And it's interesting because before I was embarrassed or I judged myself that I'm a tantra practitioner and I was a physical therapist and I was very nervous coming out that I love tantra, you know, and my mom, she raised us Catholic. And then the judgment, you know, I even lost friends because I was practicing right. and our yoni children, massage. You know, you, we worry that like our kids will be judged in school. But, but now, because of what I see with the pedophilia, the sex trafficking, this misuse of sexual energy, really, that's what it is. A misunderstanding of how to harness in a healthy way sexual energy. That's the theme that I see. And I'm seeing this. And so I'm not going to stop talking about these topics because I'm a healthy, sexually embodied, creative, life force, open goddess that I, it's taken me all these years to, to own that energy. And if anything, I feel more inspired. And that's why I'm so grateful for you because I can only imagine how difficult it's been for you in your journey to really be who you are. And so, uh, you know, you're such a powerful woman and I love just any chance I get to be with you and around you. I feel there, I would love to have more of us kind of wild women out there. And that's right. why I created the wild, yeah. wild women of abundance, yeah. you know? Yeah. So Yeah, because the woman, you know, as much as like, you know, the system has wanted to kind of like control, you know, and even enslave the, the woman's womb, Basically, that ability, right, to, to give birth, the whole hormonal neuro, um, you know, sens sensory, you know, system that goes with that is so powerful that it can overpower all social conditioning, you know. So no matter what we've been taught, like when we're called to look after our, our young or our newborn, we will do that, you know. And I feel that 
that power, that's the, the power of goddess. That's the power of the wild woman. That's the wildness, you know, that not only cannot be regulated, but also basically the entire species depends on. <laughs> so, you know, if there is a, a simple definition of like life, it's the, it's the energy to multiply. It's the, you know, compulsion to reproduce. That's what all life like starting from like the little virus, right, has in common. And, and that's where we women have most of our magical power is, mm. you know, in that. We embody that. <laughs> we're born to do that. So, yeah. you know, as much as we're like taught, oh, you know, try to be like a man and, you know, wear the pantsuit and go into like the boardroom and, it, 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 you know, it's just like a role. But our... Mm -hmm our foundational truth is just so, you know, wild and also, and, 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 and necessary, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that that's a big part of like accepting ourselves as women, you know, is saying yes to the, the, the mothering, you know, work, even though it doesn't get paid in society, it doesn't really get much respect in society. You know, when people meet you, me, and they're like, so, hi, what do you do? You know, like, you're not supposed to say I'm a mom because, like, nobody's mm. paying you for that. So, uh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I, you know, I feel like by, by kind of, like, making that a choice and by marrying ourselves, and then you said, and your daughter, you know, and our children right after or along with that, right, then we become much more willful and conscious yeah, because our children learn. Right. They learn from our actions. They learn yeah. from our vibration. They don't learn from our words. Yeah. You know, you could tell your child, That's be true. like this, do that, do this. They learn from who you are being in the present moment. And so the more I respect myself, the more I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business. I pretty much I do everything I want, I you know. know? And my daughter, if anything, I feel she is a more empowered teenager. She's a leader. She's the one people go to. Uh, she's very strong. And she won't let you mess with her. You know, like when I was 14, nice. I allowed a teenager to have his oh, way yeah. with me. My daughter would never tolerate that. And so I am super grateful that whatever I have done, and her dad's awesome too, we have had an impact on her already. And I know that she will be fine no matter what, um, you know, if I'm not there anymore, she's going to be amazing already. I already see how much of a leader she is and how she thinks for herself. Right. And I love that. I, I, that to me is just makes me so happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know people, you know, I remember the, the old saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And it's like, well, you know, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say, it's yeah. what you do. <laughs> that's like the modeling that goes on, you know. The subconscious mind, we learn right. from what we see. Yeah. The yeah. visual. Yeah. We learn so what powerful. we see embodied and, and yeah. practiced. Yeah. So um, you're also, I mean, I know that you do hypnotism and tantra, but you're also a minister, right? A certified minister. Well, that, that's what I wanted to finish telling the story. Okay, that oddly my... enough, three days after my self-love ritual, this ceremony I had with myself, my one of my closest friends texted me while I was actually on my way back home from my retreat. Um will you be the minister for our wedding? And I had a lot to do, I think, for with those two coming together because they both had healing sessions with me over the years. And anyway, long story short, um, I was talking to Ash Ruiz and Elizabeth Longo on the phone while they're two ministers, while I received this text from my friend asking about the, the marriage. And, and then I told my friend, you know, oh my gosh, you know, someone just asked me to be her minister. And I said, I'll, I'll make sure to give her your number. And he said to me, well, wait a minute. Your friend's asking you, Michelle. So you, you better listen to that. And I was like, what? You know, because I don't, I'm not in a relationship romantically. So I kind of assumed if you're a minister, at least, I don't know why I had this idea that you should be married or be what you're going to. And so anyway, um, he told me what I needed to do to become a minister and, I think a week later was their wedding or maybe two weeks later. 
And I so sure how, enough, how do you become a minister? minister their wedding? <laughs> you just you just go online. You go online and of course read up on wedding vows and rituals and learn all you can about it. But it's not a certification. It's not anything that you have to go to school for. Wow. And so pretty much you can just go online and get the certificate. That's and great. so I prayed a lot about it and I looked up vows and the whole thing was really magical because I got to do it my way. So I played the drum and they love sound healing and I got to play my crystal bowl and I think I even burned sage. And so it was a very shamanic wedding ritual and I just felt so much love. You know, That's I think wonderful. my heart just burst because this is a really magical couple, but the two of them, they really do love. They are love and they love each other and just the way that they were brought together. It was like everything was against them coming together. If you look at it like that, but love, when there's love, it doesn't matter what the conditions are, it's going to happen. And when you talk about the force of creation, love is the force of creation. That's right. And so yeah. and when there's really same, love there. Like, faith. Yeah. Love is so powerful. That's why yeah. I feel when, when couples really love from a healthy place, I mean, I don't want to generalize it, but the pregnancy is really easy when, when two people are really in love, like healthy love. Because people say they're in love, but I think a lot of it is egoic love where no, I just I want somebody to love me. I agree me. with you. I'm I mean, lonely. It's, it's not like a, a theory that I would ever, you know, like ascribe to, but I can say that like, like in practice, knowing people as we do in life, you know, I would say that almost, you know, the vast majority of people who conceived like easily without trying at all, it was because they were truly in love and true mates, you know, so the coupling just happened, even when they yeah. didn't want it to happen sometimes or, or plan for it, you know. I mean, my daughter was conceived on Thanksgiving evening after we, I made love with the turkey, like I was, we were cooking and we were very giddy that night and it was just, I knew. And I sure enough, that was the night that yeah. I got pregnant. And there was so much love in cooking a meal together, having the family over. And there was this pixie dust. That whole evening felt really magical to me. And I could literally felt my body wanting to conceive, but it wasn't the right time. It was like, I felt like my body was telling me it's time to have a baby. And I'm very, I was very connected to my body because of all this body work embodiment work that I literally was like, I feel my body wants to be pregnant. But then I was like, no, it's not the right time. I need to work more in my career. And I want to be two more years in my career. But sure enough, I got pregnant yeah. and we moved. And it was just not the, not like maybe the best time, but it was the best time it's according always, to the universe. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. I, I conceived, I did a ritual with my best friend. Um, for fertility for her because she wanted to have a child <laughs> and literally like the first time I had sex uh, and it was like two or three days after my period ended so I didn't use protection because I was sure I would not be ovulating um, and I wasn't of you know officially with her father in any way <laughs> and I was about to like you know go on a book tour and oh, wow. all my plans in place, you know, he didn't even live in the same city as I did or anyway, wow. you know, I conceived. I so, yeah, it's just when the body, you know, and the universe and the energy <laughs> is it's so magical, right? right? Yeah. And the love is true. And it's and it's truly kind of like, you know, selfless in that sense. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not you know, you're not there for like the trappings whether it's yeah. like the material trappings or you know other kind of like you know you're, you're there with you know just simply from the heart then I, yeah. I do feel that there is this kind of a, an opening of those channels it's really interesting also but I for don't know people. it's just you know anecdotal empirical <laughs> it's interesting too I think when people are looking for love and they're searching and dating and going on all these dates and then if you ask them well how much do you love yourself and so this is an interesting question when I myself feel I'm at a 10 and I want to keep being with this person right here for now. And so it's the first time in my life where I'm really single. I'm not getting over anyone. 
there's no one that I'm talking to half you know how that happens sometimes with your exes right, kind of like so I am flirting. completely in a clear 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 beautiful place in my life where I actually want to spend time with myself and I really wish to only date someone who in the future that I really am excited about that I'm getting to know as my friend and so we're not meeting for sex first we're meeting from the heart we're meeting from the friendship from the so I have changed so much in my life because before I felt like it was more I want to learn tantra you know I I was with someone for 20 years and so to just even be dating someone different felt so abnormal for me and then thinking that because I'm dating someone they have to be my husband so I saw how I was programmed you're a slut if you're having sex with somebody that's not your boyfriend not your husband and so I had so many judgments after my my marriage ended you know and I got a divorce at 37 how you know what do I do because I don't really want a boyfriend but I'm curious to have sex with someone else you know there was this transition time that maybe that's all TMI for everyone but it's really cool to see how that's not my priority now but I had to go yeah, through that journey yeah, but I think yeah. most people do that in high school most people college, have to go through that journey college right at some point <laughs> you know like you get I, you get married early so you did it later but yeah at some point or other we try out all these roles you know in our lives and, and all of them are perfect and it's unfortunate you don't have to judge it exactly exactly it's exactly what give yourself the permission yes, yes. yeah Because, you know, when, when we judge, it's like, oh, wait, if there are only two extremes, like Madonna or, you know, as, um, you know, like a loose woman or in, you know, when you confuse morality with sexuality like that, then kind of like almost by default, you give up and you say, okay, you know, like, I'm not a good girl. I'm not a Madonna. Therefore, I am the other extreme. Therefore, I'm just going to kind of like self-identify as, you know, having sex indiscriminately and living just for the moment and the pleasure because that's all I'm capable of. You know, we're always limiting ourselves by these kind of like oppositions, you know. So, yeah, just kind of like figuring out that you go through these stages and you'll go through more stages and who you're now will keep changing, you know. I feel that that's super healthy. If I could do it all over again, I wish I would have said, Michelle, of course you're feeling this way. You're with someone for 20 years. Of course you're feeling this way. Don't be so hard on yourself. What, what, do you, what are you curious to explore? What would you like to explore? And then to actually listen to that. Because if anything, I feel like I was blocking. And, and I actually had a boyfriend. I met someone really very quickly after that wanted to be my boyfriend. And that was like a trigger for me because I was like, I was just with him for 20 years and he was really amazing, this person that I met. And I was like, all right, I'll be your girlfriend. I'll commit. And so I committed to him, but I did not commit to myself. I was not committed to me because to tell him the truth would have been, you're really amazing. I just had a divorce, you know, I am not in the place to be a committed partner for anyone. I really wish to be that for myself. If I could go back in time, I would have said that instead of saying yes to him and being fake. That was a fake lie, but I didn't know I was really lying consciously. I was doing my best to be the best girlfriend, but then I wound up being um, having a situation where I wanted to explore with somebody else and I lied, you know, it was really terrible. And, um, Then I was like, am I, am, I, am I polyamorous? And then, oh my God, am I, if I'm polyamorous, then that's terrible. You know, we don't do that in a Catholic upbringing. So then I was like, oh my God, am I polyamorous? And then realizing how I'm really monogamous, but I had to discover that because I didn't know what, what am I? You know, do I like to have two partners or do I just want one partner? What if actually you go through phases where, I've heard people yeah, you say, try, like, you I'm polyamorous right out. now. Right, you try. Exactly. You got to try And it's it okay, out. but yeah. it wasn't okay for me because you're supposed to get married. You're, you're not even supposed to sleep with anyone. You have to get married if you're going to sleep with someone. That oh, was the I programming know. I had. I know, Angel. I know, my love. My, you know, my dad, like, I was, what I've, actually, to this day, <laughs> if I go to visit my parents, uh, I would never bring a man uh, because we would not be allowed to have the same bedroom. <laughs> 
<laughs> it will not die. My, my, you know, my parents will will kind of like go to the next uh, incarnation or whatever. Their <laughs> heaven. Hopefully, they'll be in I'm, heaven. I'm so happy. I'm so happy <laughs> we're talking about this because I really haven't spoken about all this in really ever. How ingrained beliefs are, and so oh, I would love yeah. to hear from people. You know, comment down below, reach out to us. Yeah, because um, we're here to support you in whatever you're feeling and know that your feelings matter. You matter, your sexuality, all your things, whatever you want to explore is perfect for you. And hopefully what I have shared, people don't continue in that pattern. Know that there's resources, there's support for you. And um, yeah, exactly. you can have, exactly. you can have clarity and you can have freedom yeah. and you can have love yeah. and be love and it's all possible. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes, please comment, <laughs> participate. Um, share another, this video too, for sure. You yeah, know, let's share get the this word video. out. Freedom. Um, you know, and that's part of, I think that's part of like committing to yourself, I feel, because when we are not conscious about it, you know, let's say that you meet a guy who is amazing on paper or a girl and, you know, like everything, everything you've ever wanted is there and that they really desire you and they're ready for you. So you start thinking, wait, I can't say no, even though like uh, I'm, I'm not in that space or I'm not ready. Like maybe that's my last chance. I'll never meet anybody else, you know, or like I got to go with that feeling that they have because they matter more. They must know something I'm just not picking up because I'm such an idiot or, you know what I mean? We always put the and other, exactly what you mean. yeah. So we yeah. put the choice of the other uh, above our own, and in in a way, that's not giving conscious consent. You know, it's right. back to the old story of like in 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 sex, in sexual exchange. You know, when the yeah. woman is quiet, that's not that's not consent. You know, it, it, she's just kind of like convinced or persuaded. You know, to go along with something or you know. But that's not consent. Consent has to be given freely and consciously. Yeah, Otherwise, it's a different vibration. You know, it's like some sort of like social coercion. You know, the social system is telling us that's what's best for you. And even though we don't think, it doesn't feel like right, we do it. And then we just live like that you know, all the yeah, time. Our, like, our and then monkey, we wonder why we're so right. And our monkey mind is saying, you know, our little brain is like, no, 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 you know, do what you're supposed to do. Like, they, these are the rules, you know. Remember, like, thousands you, know, of you years don't, of yeah, you don't want to be like, you don't want to die alone. <laughs> Fuck. And that's a lack scarcity mentality. So I know. today, like you could be people might even your, say for me, because I'm 47, yeah, you know, but you could be in your is, 30s or 40s and you're no already fear about it. Me, yeah, me too. I'm totally yeah. fine being single right now and I'm enjoying it. And if an amazing guy has the courage to ask me out, I'll be like, yeah, you know, if Yay. I feel vibrationally that I wish to right. learn more about him. I will not be right. quiet. Or if I meet someone, I will go out, you know, like I just do what I feel. Yeah, yeah but and you don't so have to make it like different person. your priority in life or like your purpose, you know, like until you yeah. find, you know. Well, I'm say, still until, cultivating my own garden. I, I really want to yeah. strengthen my inner yeah, relationship with myself because yeah. I want to bring a, an amazing relationship of here and share from this. I'm just learning these things that I've shared right now. This Hallelujah. is like, I'm strengthening it now. Yeah. Literally this, this year for me, I feel has been all about that. And, yeah. and I, I, I'm so excited because I know that this time of hibernating, cultivating, it's like the bamboo tree, you know, how the roots grow for five years and then it just shoots up. I feel I am a bamboo in a way that, and I, and I know the universe has something beautiful for me because my life is magical and so I believe in abundance yeah. I believe yeah. in the goodness of yeah. the world and yeah yeah I'll let you Finding, know when, when I when I do know. meet that person we'll have to do another interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll do like a sacred union interview yeah but you know part of it is I, I, yeah I think it's very important to not define ourselves as someone in need you know, mm -hmm. but in f define ourselves as someone in self-completion, you know, if you can yes. just l wow. feel yeah. that, you know, I am complete, I am complete here. That doesn't mean you don't want to be with someone else. It just means that it's not like how we, what we pursue or, our, you know, dream or, you know, hope for that all of our energy is not focused, you know, like on the outside, you know, um, which is kind of like giving away 
our truth and and our our power of consent you know our our own judgment our voice you know if you're so dependent on getting some you know reward reward or 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 uh, uh, approval from outside then you're kind of giving up your own voice you're giving up your consent you know totally um, and and you know like the you're not gonna like know the ride or die person, you know. That's the other myth I think. You know, like we get from the movies and even mm-hmm. like our, our children, like storybooks. You know, it's not it's not something that you're gonna meet this person and then that's it and we're done. It takes time and patience yeah. and work and, and and that commitment. You know, so yeah, it's better. I think to, that's why that's one of the most to take time and marry yourself yeah, first. Yes. Well, I'm practicing now so that when I am with that person, it's going to be so much more easier to show up for them because I have already learned how to show up for myself. Right. And so I think I'll have an even more easier transition into that because I will know how to really listen to myself. And it's going to be more fun because it's not really fun when you have someone that just wants to do everything you want to do and that has no self uh, governance, you know, it's not really fun to just pull someone around right i i would like to be with someone who has their own likes and dislikes and we can listen to each other's differences and love it and i think that's more exciting than someone that just does everything you want (laughs) right exactly or conversely you know if you're just in a place of service and you're there to like just enhance their lives and support them and you know do what they want basically sooner or later and it could be like 10 years down the road but at some point you know your little self is gonna know it and resent it you're gonna resent it so even if you chose it you're just gonna feel trapped you know so true so anyway so i chose a ring and i would like you (laughs) to uh, officiate and I, will, oh, I love <laughs> and I will marry myself. So I bought Are myself you? this ring. It's a me and That's Ro beautiful. ring. And it says Namaste. Aww. And yeah, I don't know if you can see it. Anyway, so what do I do? Okay, so is there any way to put the microphone down or you have to keep it up like that? Um, I think I can be heard. I don't know how well. Okay, well, I guess you can, I mean... Okay, so I need both hands. Yeah, so you can just hold the microphone for now, actually. Okay. And just take a moment to close your eyes Mm -hmm. and take a deep breath in. And just coming into your body right now. Yeah, you could put the... And feeling connected to your body right now, just taking a deep breath in. I'm feeling so grateful for your precious heart and your precious soul and feeling the sacred space that we're opening up here for this beautiful ritual for you right now. And you can say to yourself, I vow to take you as you are. I vow to take you as you are. Loving who you are now. Loving who you are now. And who you are yet to become. And who you are yet to become. I love you and have faith in your love for me. I love you and I have faith in your love for me. Through all our years together, in this lifetime and beyond. Through all all our years years together. together, in this lifetime and beyond. And then a circle has no beginning and no end and is therefore a symbol of infinity. It is endless, eternal, just the way the love you share within yourself. Love freely given has no beginning and no end. And no receiver, for each is the giver and each is the receiver. So may this ring be a symbol of the vows you take today. And you can say, I promise to be true and honest with myself. I promise to be true and honest with myself. Honoring my heart and soul through all of my life's adventures. I, in my heart and soul, through all of my life's adventures. I commit to my prioritizing my own self-care. Commit to, I commit to prioritizing my own self-care. Self-love, self-love. and self-respect. And self-respect. 
Hallelujah. For all the days of my life. For all the days of my life. Amen. And I hug myself as a proclamation of this being true and sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I hug myself at the proclamation of all this being true and sound. Thank you for being true and honoring you, Eve. And when you do this, you benefit the whole collective and everybody who sees this video. So thank you so much for being who you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing this ritual with me. I of take course. it very much to heart. It's very meaningful to me. So thank you. And, and may you do something really beautiful to yourself at the beach today. Just taking in nature and feeling so grateful for yourself is yeah. beautiful. You see, I wore white. Ooh, bridal white. <laughs> I love it. You are so adorable. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Thank you for for sharing with all of us. I loved it. And, I'm, and, I'm and I just want to mention... Now that I'm the, a married woman... <laughs> <laughs> well, those vows, if anybody wants to read, I have a blog article. It's called The Importance of Marrying Yourself. And so that's on my website. And I'll send you the link when we post this video down below. People can click there. And they can read the vows, like the exact same vows. That's lovely. If they and want, and, and do this ritual. And you're also doing a workshop, right? At the end of which you're... Yes, I'm doing the, the... Well, I'm doing a bunch of things. The Yoni Healing and Sexual Empowerment. Just go to my website, everyone, if you want to learn about what I offer. Uh, that's one program. And then the Self-Love First online journey, which takes us to marrying ourselves. We all get a ring. And we do this ritual. I guide everybody in the ritual. And so that's going to be November 1st to the 15th to the 22nd. It's a 21-day love journey, self-love journey. And then the Wild Women of Abundance is another program that is all about shifting into this abundance mindset. And ultimately, it's all about being more vulnerable with yourself, connecting to your sexual energy, opening your heart. And so a lot of it is about embodying the mindset and the body vibration of abundance, that there's always more than enough for you. And so the ladies that think that they're losing someone when they break up or getting a divorce right. or a loss, if you feel that you right. have a loss, yeah. that is a scarcity mentality, scarcity mindset, when in reality we're always yeah. being upgraded. We're always, or, always Or the other way, you more. know, where like if you've been hurt, you know, you you come from a place of like, oh, if I fall in love, I will lose myself. So I can't afford to do that, you know. And then I you equate like romance to to loss, and you're afraid of commitment, right? Commitment phobic. So both, like you know, love is gain, and you know, <sighs> love is gain. I love that, that, right? Yeah, we just get mm -hmm. that multiplicity, like giving birth. We're just multiplying by loving one another. Yeah, and it's just like something that's coming up is, you know how moms say, oh my God, you know, I'm pregnant again and I don't know how I'm ever going to love that baby as much as I love my first. Yeah. Or I've had women say they're widows and they think I can never love another man the way I loved your father or I could never love. And then they meet someone because you can love again. Oh, yeah. It's you loving yourself again yeah. and again and again and again and again. Yeah. So we're limitless. Yeah, love. unlimited. Yeah, exactly. Yes, unlimited. We're, this was awesome. Yeah. I feel I'm going to go marry myself again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my one thank year you. meet, thank renewing you. my vows. <laughs> thank you. I love you. And uh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. And everybody, I love you too. And until we meet next week, keep speaking sex. And remember, everybody, once again, just uh, check out oldplayground.net. See if you find something there you want to pursue um, for educational or pleasure-seeking or pleasure activism reasons, you know, uh, our Political activism should include the politics of feeling good, the politics of including our body and our pleasure practices. And uh, love as political resistance is real. So practice it. Don't just uh, uh, perform it or ally with it, but practice it in your daily life. Love is a political Resistance. Amen.
I could make love incessantly, I would be God. <laughs>